So I'm um, I'm reading and trying to make a little bit of sense from um, Marjorie Taylor Greene's um, statement on Twitter that the American people are ready, and if they're not ready, they should be ready for a divorce. They should be ready for a divorce because we have irreconcilable differences with our spouse. Who is our spouse? Well, it's the other side of the ideological aisle. The other side of the aisle is is Democrats for Republicans. The other side of the aisle is Republicans for Democrats. But more specifically, rather than party, it is ideological in terms of conservatism versus leftism or borderline Marxism. I think that's the reality. Marjorie Taylor Greene tweeted yesterday on President's Day. She's, of course, a representative from Georgia. She tweeted yesterday, quote, We need a national divorce. We need to separate by red states and blue states and shrink the federal government. Everyone I talk to says this. From the sick and disgusting woke culture issues shoved down our throats to the Democrats' traitorous, which is an interesting word, I think she means treasonous, Traitorous America last policies, we are done. She followed that up with a, t- uh, with a tweet today, um, which was in response to a Joe Biden tweet about his little uh, man crush uh, meeting with, uh, with President Zelensky in Ukraine. She followed that up with a, with a tweet that said, if we do not impeach Biden then we need the national divorce. So in other words, that's a slight step back. Quote, impeach Biden or give us a national divorce. We don't pay taxes to fund foreign countries' wars who aren't even NATO allies. We aren't sending our sons and daughters to die for foreign borders and foreign democracy. America is broke. Criminals and cartels reign, and you're a fool. And that was directed to Biden, the part about you're a fool. So, The response to Marjorie Taylor Greene's, we need a national divorce, the responses have been very interesting, and I want to kind of get yours, 216-901-0945 and 888-281-1110. Are the differences and the divisions that separate us irreconcilable to the point where we should be divorced from one another? They can run their own states their own way. We can run our red states our way. This wouldn't be a divorce and a division with a secession line like there, like there was with the North and the South in the Civil War. This was, you know, in the Confederacy. This isn't like there's the Mason-Dixon line and this half is this way. And the, because you can't. You can't just draw a line down the middle of the country and say the eastern half is, is Republican, the western half. Uh, it would have to be up to the states themselves, of course. The states would have to decide. The states would have to vote and decide you know, how they want to handle this, in which union, if you will, that they would want to join, right? Because, you know, you got a blue, an entirely blue state of New York, New York, with New York City being the largest uh, populated uh, city in the country, uh, which would be want to be part of the, the you know, the, the blue America, if you will, and you'd have the same thing in California. So how would you do it? You can't do it that way. They would have to be just basically, you know, a, a cherry-picked map, uh, and each state would have to decide which side of the country do you wish to be or which union in in new and new country would you want to be a part of and which isn't that crazy if you consider the fact that we are the continental united states but we do have you know non-contiguous uh states like alaska and, and hawaii and then of course territories like puerto rico and guam so you know we'd bebop around the map anyway so it's not that crazy 
But the question is, is whether or not it's something you would support. Uh, some responses to Marjorie Taylor Greene included, this is treasonous, period. All who support Greene's call to end the USA should have their U.S. citizenship revoked, period. Uh, my friend Wayne Dupree, who I've had on this program before, said, we are the United States of America, not the separated states. This is lunatic talk. We have better ideas to move the country along, and you as a so-called lawmaker should have a better approach about explaining it to non-voters. Uh, some have said that uh, advocating for the dividing, dividing the USA, a.k.a. sedition, Americans have a long tradition of working through political differences. We've got lunatics on both sides. What's needed is wise, stable leadership to inspire unity and responsible policies. And as I told Peter, I responded, and, and Congressman Jordan, I responded to some of these uh, people on Twitter myself. You can follow me on Twitter at France Rants, F-R-A-N-T-Z, Rants, R-A-N-T-Z, or just look for Always Right Radio. And I responded by saying, you know, point of fact here is we started this country. Its foundation was based on a divorce. We filed for divorce and got one from Great Britain, from England. Fought a war over it. Many divorces are like wars. There's a lot of casualties, and there's a lot of damage, and there's a lot of property damage and other, and other things. So the, the metaphor here is not crazy. But the question is, is would you be for it, or do you think that we can find common ground to continue to work through our disputes and our marital you know, uh, discord that we're suffering through right now and fix it and, and come together united? And I have to tell you, I have my doubts that that'll ever happen. The response that I just read, one of the responses I just read from a uh, former uh, U.S. Marine Corps colonel, um, the one that said, we have a long tradition of working through political differences. We've got lunatics on both sides, but what's needed is wise, stable leadership to inspire unity and responsible policies. My problem with that very measured approach, and there's nothing wrong with what he said, is that it's the, the, the problem is in the solution. If the solution is to find wise, stable leadership to inspire unity and responsible policies, well, that's the problem. We can't agree on what is wise, stable leadership. People on the Democrat side think Joe Biden provides wise, stable leadership. We think he's a nut. We think he is a, a, an American sovereignty-selling um, Marxist in you know Democrats' clothing uh, dementia, you know, addled lunatic. And then over there on the blue side, they think Donald Trump is exactly the same thing, a lunatic, a maniac, a danger to the world, the next Hitler. If we can't decide on what is wise, stable leadership to the point where we're talking about stolen elections, then I, I, I think maybe Marjorie Taylor Greene is, is onto something here. We can't even decide whether or not we're going to teach our children that females were born to be mothers and to bear children, born with the capacity to do so by way of their genetic code and the organs inside their bodies, including ovaries and eggs and fallopian tubes and a uterus. And that no one can pretend to have those things by putting on makeup, putting on wigs, and cutting off their breasts. No one can, I'm sorry, that would be to go the other direction. 
um, putting on the wigs and putting on the dresses and so on and so forth. Nobody can say they have those those when they don't. And then on the flip side, it would be, of course, uh, that women are not men because they don't have testicles and penises and produce sperm, which is intended to procreate by inseminating those eggs in the other species, in the other sex. If we can't agree on telling our children that men are men and women are women, males are males and females are females, and no matter what somebody thinks inside their head, men cannot have babies and women cannot produce sperm to create babies. If we can't even agree on that, maybe the differences are irreconcilable. If we can't agree that sexualizing three, four, five, six, and seven-year-olds by way of drag queen normalization, by way of pornographic content in schools and in libraries and on shelves, and teachers pushing sexual identification lessons on these little kids, if we can't agree that that's bad, if half of the country thinks that's okay, and in fact that's healthy, that's affirming, well, then maybe Marjorie Taylor Greene is right. Maybe the differences are irreconcilable. If half of the country believes that the best way to protect oneself from potential danger, harm, and lethal threats is to take advantage of something that our founders thought was so important to put in the Bill of Rights as the, as the second amendment to the Constitution, to give us the right to bear arms so that we can protect ourselves. And anybody who wants to go back through American history at every single level of our history, every decade, and going back for the last two and a half centuries, you will see that what the the people who survived all of the trials and travails of 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 being uh you know an american and settling a country settling literal country countryside building cities defending oneself against bandits thieves raiders and so forth was to be armed at every single step if half the country understands this and says, yes, we must protect our Second Amendment, the other half thinks that everybody will be safer because criminals wouldn't dare commit crimes if there were no guns. They wouldn't have guns because guns would be against the law. And the other half believes that, then maybe Marjorie Taylor Greene is right. If one half of the country thinks that taking American tax dollars and sending them all around the globe to benefit other people and ra- while some American people suffer and struggle and starve, rather than creating opportunities for these people to get jobs and to work, then maybe Marjorie Taylor Greene is right. I mean, there are some very, very deep ideological divides And the ones about the economy are almost secondary to the ones that are more about our souls and about who we are and what we are. So when Marjorie Taylor Greene says, we want our national divorce, red states should should be able to decide we are a part of the United Red and I'm just I'm not I'm not picking names here, I'm just trying to do this for the sake of differentiation. The United Red States of America and they can declare themselves as such by their own state constitution, constitutional amendments, declaring which part of the country or which country they are part of. And the blue states can do the same thing. If we were to do this, um, I have to tell you, I would feel very, very good about living in a red state. 
And if I if this state was not satisfactorily read to the tune of conservatism that I believe in, if it was read to the tune of a Mike DeWine rhino type of thing, then I would move to a red state. And I think a lot of other people would as well. The red states of America would be self-reliant, would be limited government in scope. It would believe in education and not indoctrination. It would believe in protectionism. It would believe in the Second Amendment. It would believe it would believe most importantly in every single facet of the First Amendment, all five protections, things that the blue states would not have. There's a video that I saw on uh, Twitter this morning of a young man being arrested in uh, Canada. Uh, and the caption of the video of him being arrested says, 16-year-old Josh Alexander has been suspended from St. Joseph Catholic High School in Ontario, Canada, for protesting against transgender people using the bathrooms there and for saying God only created two genders. Leadership of the school, according to the report here, told him his continued attendance at that school would be detrimental to the physical and mental well-being of transgendered students. He tried to come back to school anyway and was arrested for trespassing. Why do I bring that up? Because that would be the United Blue States of America. They would support this. They would take away his right to speak and his right to be educated, his right to be there, if he didn't say things that they agreed with. If he said something that somebody else might take offense to, that would be the blue states of America. If we divide blue from red and have two different countries occupying our North American territory, if we were to divide that, I would predict the demise of the United Blue States of America inside of a decade and a thriving red states of America for centuries to come. I firmly believe that. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.